This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for only $10. That's 67% off. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for 10 bucks. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. In 2019, Israel spent about $20 billion on defense. That's around 11% of its annual budget, and it puts Israel among some of the highest spenders on defense. All in all, makes sense. What doesn't make sense is that starting in the early 2000s, Israel was seeing a barrage of constant rocket fire from Gaza, injuring hundreds, killing dozens, and terrorizing entire communities. Sometimes all the money in the world won't solve a problem. For that, you need bright minds all set to a singular goal. And of course, someone to manage them. Chanoch Levine was that man. Chanoch was the project manager for Iron Dome, the anti-missile defense system developed by Israel and the United States to counter the constant rocket fire from the Gaza Strip. Against all odds, Chanoch and his team at Rafael were able to achieve the unimaginable. The story of Iron Dome is being told through a new documentary series featuring Hanoch Levin and other top Israeli brass responsible for making this miraculous missile defense system come to life. The new three-part documentary series is now available to stream worldwide outside of Israel exclusively on Izzy. Visit helloisrael.tv to learn more. Today, we're extremely honored to be joined by Hanoch Levin to talk about the Iron Dome defense system. Thank you so much for joining Hi. us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So before we <clears> jump <throat> in, I just want to uh, tell everybody a bit about Izzy. Izzy is, guys, a great platform for Israeli content, Israeli entertainment. Uh, you can watch it abroad. A lot like of it Netflix for Israel. For a Israel. lot of it is is in English. The stuff that's in Hebrew is subtitled. Yeah, so fiction, it's a really great documentary. Place. Yeah, so you can see. Uh, the documentary series with Hanoch Levin and about Iron Dome on there. And you can see all other great content. And you can visit helloisrael.tv slash 2NJB to get a special offer and a discount. So go check it out. Thank you so much again for yeah. joining us. Coming all the Thank way you. from the Jezreel Valley. Jezreel. Israel Valley. Yeah. It's in the north of Israel, yes. Wow. Yeah. It's quite but a drive. The, the Americans, they call it Jezreel. They always, yes. they always screw up the names. It's <laughs> not far away from the Armageddon, you know. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the beginning of the, uh, of the valley. That right there, it's going to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I bet you didn't feel that way when you were near the Gaza Strip. You felt like it was starting down there. I feel the same thing in, his, in uh, the north, you know, in 2006. Right. Yeah. So, what was the first time when you thought about the concept of intercepting rockets from Gaza? So, uh, 2000, I, I would like to start in 2004. I was in the United States uh, with uh, defense uh, 
delegation for uh, two years, up to, 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 up to 2006. 2006, I came back to Israel. The first moment when I just entered to my house in the north, three rockets hit my uh, street. And it wasn't so pleasure, you know. I, I have a lot of experience, you know. I was in the, the special forces in Israel. I was a lieutenant colonel. You fought wars. The what? You fought in wars. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which which ones? Uh, I was lieutenant colonel in the army in, uh, but it was before many years. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and I uh, took parts in Yom Kippur in uh, Litani operation. And the last one was uh, 2000, uh, no, no, 1882 in Lebanon. 1982, yeah. Yes. And uh, I just landed from the sea with uh, small forces, and we just uh, entered to Beirut, you know, before our uh, troops came after us. Not wearing dresses, though. No, no. Okay, no. that's <laughs> Uh -huh. It was so nice. I cannot understand that, you know, but they destroy every part of the, of Beirut. So mm -hmm. it's not like I, I was. A so you've been in situations like in, in, in uh, combat situations. Exactly. But, but this was different? Totally different. Totally different. Because, you know, when you are uh, with, with the forces, you can, you, you know, that uh, this is the risk that you have to take. I was with my family, I was with my wife, with my daughter, and three rockets hit the, uh, the street, you know. We, we tried to find any place, to <laughs> any shelter in the house. We don't have any shelter in our house. So uh, it, it, for me, it was a little bit funny, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's not how they felt. <laughs> yes, but uh, it was only because my daughter, she, <laughs> she didn't like the situation. So um, a day after, I came to Raphael. Raphael is my company in the north of Israel. I went to the uh, president of Raphael, uh, Didi Ari, and I told him, you know, I would like to do something with uh, a rocket or missiles against those rockets. I think I have any solution. He said, okay, he knew me because I, I developed uh, eight projects before this moment. And uh, he said, okay, go ahead. And, uh, but we already had the arrow. The yes. arrow existed for at least a decade before that scenario took yeah. place. Mm -hmm. So what's the problem? You take the arrow, maybe you make it a bit smaller. There you go, problem solved. Big difference. <laughs> 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 Don't forget the arrow. It's, first of all, it's not my company. It's the uh, IAI, the Israeli... Uh, uh, Airspace, your your rival. Yeah, uh, it's not a rival. It was the competition. Uh, it's you know a small competition. I really enemy, enemy. No, no. Enemy. Okay, <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's we we can say, but uh, you know in Israel the companies it's uh, uh, they divided you know the uh, the systems. Mm -hmm. They do the... They do the radar. And the, the radar. Uh -huh. And we are doing the missiles. So... You're not we, really even competing in the same uh, No, spheres? not in missiles. Only ah. Rafael uh, do the missiles. That's why I developed a few missiles before the Iron Dome. Mm -hmm. I see. But the biggest difference that you ask about the, uh, the arrow, the arrow fly 
about six minutes. Six minutes, it's, it's you know... It's a it's, lifetime. It's exactly, you know, it's a lifetime. We have to destroy, we have to intercept a rocket in 15 seconds. Don't forget 50 seconds. Try now to take 50 seconds. You see that almost nothing. 15 you know? or 15, 50? 1, 5. 15 seconds. Wow. And this That's is crazy. exactly what's happened in Zderot. You know, in Zderot. And uh, 15 seconds passed. Yeah. <laughs> in 15 seconds, you have to find a shelter. And the IDF, they uh, publish a map uh, how long you can go to uh, a shelter. And we have a lot, and in the world, they have a lot of shelters, you know. Any places, it can be a pipe, a big pipe that they put in the, in the sides. I call it, you know, it's 50 seconds to survival in the world, when, and not in to find shelters. So... In order to do a missile that in 50 seconds we have to first of all to detect the, uh, the target which comes from, uh, uh, from Gaza. The second one you have to understand if it's a rocket or something else. It can be, you know, in, in, in any minute we have a lot of drones about above Gaza. So and now we have balloons too. They have balloons. Ah, no, yeah, we yeah. have we have we need, yeah. a, huge, a huge balloon, but uh, they have balloons in order to uh, to, right. f- to make fire and everything. So, what's the problem with shooting down a drone? Uh, to shooting with the drone or what? No, I'm saying, what's the problem if you miss detect and you detect a drone? Oh, ah, so you shot down a drone. Because it's our drone. No, it's our drone. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's our drone, yes. It's, uh, you know, it's a huge drone. It's not a simple one. It's a lot of money. And every one of them has a special mission above Gaza Street. But did you get inspiration from the Arrow or is it is it completely nothing, unrelated? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. You know, I don't know exactly how it's built there. I don't know nothing about it because there's different companies they keep the old secret. Mm, Okay. But when you have to do a missile, we have to, you know, run after the rocket. And it's not, you know, the the arrow, first of all, you know, the, the, the target for the arrow, it's very simple target. First of all, it's very huge, and it's going direct, like this one. In our system, the Kassam is going like this. Yeah, like Not, a fly. Yes, exactly. Because Meaning the, the, the traject, the ballistics, because no our listeners didn't see your hand. So the ballistics of the missile that the arrow is trying to intercept is he was doing with his hand very direct exactly. path, predictable, it's predictable. Right. But okay. the Kassam, the, the, Kassam. Ka- the Katusha, irregular, Katusha, Katusha, and Kassam. No, Kassam is the first one. Ah. The Kassam, you know, the the size of the Kassam. I look on this bottle. It's Beer like bottle. just yeah. a, bo- a water bottle. You know, it's like a Coca-Cola bottle, a small one. It was the first one. It's very small. And it's going like this one because zigzagging. It's, yes, because it's a simple and not it's a, it's not a rocket. It's a rocket which you know the the, the most stupid rocket. Exactly. I mean, the Nazis in forty in the forty in the year forty were more sophisticated 
than right. Gaza in 2009. No, no doubt about it, yes. <laughs> so, okay, so so you're trying to intercept this rocket. Uh, not you, First, you have to detect it, and then you have to get it. Is there any other challenges? It's it's much more in, 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 in between, you know. When you intercept it, when you detect the rocket, first of all, you have to make any calculation where is the trajectory and where the rocket is going to hit the ground. You need to strategize the yeah, route. Right. Okay. Right. And Why do you need to know where it's going to hit if you're trying to intercept because it? Because if it's going to an open field, I don't have to waste the missiles again, this one. Which costs? Which cost uh, so-and-so. I and, think $50,000 uh, we were seeing in this series. Just to compare, which I think is one of the most fascinating things, and we'll talk about this, to the era which they said costs a million dollars a rocket. That's what they say? In, in the movie. In the movie. It changed, yeah. <laughs> more? More. Well, yeah. Even yeah. more. Okay. Also, the arrow changed throughout the years. There are several kinds of arrow missiles now. But 50,000, I mean, that's crazy. That's the... Yes. That's what, like, yeah. five, not, no, that's Less like 5%. That, 5%. Yes, and yeah. the, the last rocket that we, in Raphael, we uh, develop, a nice rocket, it's almost like the Iron Dome, it's about $500. Wow. Yeah, the last one. I mean, but, uh, we, we complete the mission about a few months before I started to work on the Iron Dome. But, um, so you get go to your boss, and in general, you get, like, People are have confidence in in you in the idea, or people are skeptic. No, first of all, they knew me. They knew our, my project. They knew you're crazy. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, I develop a few systems, uh, not only missiles. I deal in the earlier. What's the craziest thing you developed that oh, we can talk about before before the? Era? You know, it's uh, the first and the father. In Israel, Ehud Barak was the uh, uh, he, he was a general in the army, and he said, "What can we do in order to to use an helicopter and to put the everything you know from the helicopter on the people, which they uh, a lot of riots in the West Bank, a few thousands of Palestinian." So to break the riot. Yes. Okay. So I developed something which is uh, the first time that we developed something which you can use the helicopter, the small helicopter, the mm. Bell, uh, that uh, just released a lot of things from. Uh, <laughs> from uh, Was it cow shit from the kibbutz? <laughs> let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No, it, it was you know it, it was based on fear gas. Okay. And but Eud Barak asked, okay, that's all. <laughs> I come from a kibbutz. We have a lot of orange, which we have to put them, you know, and through them. Yeah, let's so, use that. So we use even oranges. Wow, and, uh, really? Yes, really. And we just, you know, <laughs> release them above the the Palestinians. And it was very nice because it didn't 
not it's, dangerous. Yeah. It's not dangerous. There yes. are the people who hate when you open the clementine, right, in the in the bus, right, and they despise uh-huh. you for yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yes. the worst thing you Wait, can do. Wait, but it's actually effective in dispersing. What, just because it's annoying to be hit by an orange, or because of the citric acid, or it's, what? No, you know, the the orange was an Eldvarak idea. Just for the and, fun of it. Yes, exactly. You know, <laughs> but it's not so fun if you get an orange in your head, you know, from yeah. about 100 meters. So it's uh, it's. You nice. gotta work with what you but have. You have it, oranges. You throw the oranges. Yes, but it was an, a good system, you know, because I use only fear gas, but a fear gas which, you know, you can disper- the disperse a yeah. few a few miles of mm-hmm. gas, and uh, the first time the pilot, he didn't understand, you know, the how much he should uh, release, and. It was awful because 500 Palestinians went to hospitals. Oh, no. So oh, since then, we wrote exactly. It, it was, I, I developed it in 10 days. So uh, it's, it's, wow. uh, it's almost nothing. Okay. So, okay. So you get a green light to your for crazy. This, yeah, for this crazy project. You get a green light immediately? Yeah, actually, you know, uh, in, in the MOD, the Minister of Defense, the Israeli Minister of Defense, they started to speak about any system. And they tried... They were desperate. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because they tried to find in the United States any system, and they didn't have. We the, were also traumatized, it's worth mentioning, from the, still from the Iraq 90, uh, War, 90, 92, 91. 91, when we used Patriot missiles to counterattack. And they landed on, on on our cities, so that's always a scar. In so the efficiency of the Patriot was something like this, <laughs> zero, <know>? <laughs> and uh, it was nothing. It was nothing, and it was good. Uh, the Patriot is only anti uh, anti planes, mm-hmm. not uh, anti missiles. So it's it was awful. But you know, I told you, you know, the Patriot—it's—they have a long range, a long to, and lo- a lot of time in order to intercept the rocket. Right. When we have only 15 seconds, you have to understand that the, the missile should do something like this. Very stupid, you know. Many times we thought that we missed, and then we saw the missile come again and mm, yeah. and hit the target. And uh, I can say that in the beginning, me and my staff, we have a small staff, five, six engineers. Everyone has a lot of experience. We didn't believe that we can do it. When I said, you know, we thought that we can intercept 10%, 50%, that's all. But the IDF, they request for 80%. We don't... We, we didn't so any system in the world that can intercept more than 60-70%. We didn't see. Even the <laughs> Patriot, the same. So you kind of shot yourself in the foot because you didn't know what you were asking for. Yeah. You said, please give me this project. And they're like, okay. They got too excited. 80%. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's you know, with, uh, with the guys from Mafat, from the army, I have a lot of dispute, you know, about why did you say 80%? Let's start with 50. You know, 50 probably I can succeed. But with uh, 80. 80, it's almost impossible. 
Okay. I, I, so, yes. so how do you approach such a challenge? So, you know, we started to develop a missile. We started, you know, to see what will be the size of the missile. Many people thought that the missile will be almost three feet. That's all. And three feet you cannot intercept in the high. You don't have a range, whatever. So I said, you know, and I told uh, to my team, you can do it, you know, in any size. It can be five meters, six meters, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We have to do something that can run after the target and it will do it. Today, the, the missile is about less than three meters. So it's, uh, it's okay. It's not uh, too much. Mm -hmm. But when we started, me, you know, it, it was around the clock. I sit with uh, two of my colleagues. One is Amnon and one is David. They are the best engineers that I ever work with them in Raphael. And every night about 11, 12 o'clock, uh, they come to my room, we drink coffee. And then we just, it was a free speak. And just think just tank. a conversation. Yes, just, you know, what we think about our future. You know? <laughs> it's not so simple. So um, nobody, nobody in, in this stuff, with this stuff, believe that we can do this job. We didn't believe it. You all thought it's impossible. It was impossible in the beginning, yes. It was a mission impossible, yes. In the so, beginning. But how do you continue working on a project which you decide is impossible in the first place? It's, it's you know, <laughs> I have a lot of problems, a lot of projects in Raphael that in the beginning it was mission impossible. And we solved the problem. So, uh, you so know. So what does impossible even mean? It, it was impossible in the beginning, but I can tell you, you know, in Raphael we have a few thousand engineers. And Raphael chose them, you know, the best engineers from the Technion, from the university, from any place. So, first of all, it's the best engineer. And when I speak with them, they understood exactly about what I speak now, what I need, whatever. But the beginning was, you know, because the Minister of Defense, Amir Peretz, he said, you know, you have to do it in three years, three years. That's all. The last project we did in 15, one five years. It's almost the same rocket and the same missile. So to do it in three years, it's impossible. And do it in, you say- 80%? In, 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 no, we didn't think about the percent, okay. you know. In doing it in $50,000, mm. which is impossible, you know. Only the material cost 100, uh, or $200,000. So you cannot do it, you know. But <laughs> I said, you know, let's do something which is different, a different project that we did before. I, 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 I'm, before we move on, I'm thinking about what, what's the lesson here? What's the moral of the story that anyone can relate to? And I feel it's like the, the important thing is the, the, the mission. The mission and, and, and the challenge. To think about the challenge is more important to, than to come up with the solution. Because once you have a very good challenge, like Amir Peretz gave you, yeah. 
then you have a better chance of coming with a solution. The biggest challenge wasn't Amir Peretz. It was great. I'm a, a good friend of, with Amir Peretz today, you know. No, but the challenge of creating a rocket. Yes, I'm for, going, yeah. That's exactly, you know. The challenge was the people in Zderot. We went many times to, to Zderot, and we feel exactly when they got the Tseva Adom, the red color. Mm-hmm. The alarm, the, the alarm yes, system. Yes, it's like a siren. It's like a siren. In, uh, and, you know, we saw the children in Zderot. They're running, you know, to the shelters. Mm-hmm. And when I saw something which, you know, I remember it up to today. I, I wrote a book. This one on this, on this uh, story, I wrote two chapters. We came to uh, the school of the road in Shara Negev, it's called the gate of the desert of the Negev. And the principal took me to show me the everyone, and I saw a group of children, 16, 17 years old, they play soccer. And then the principal asked me, you know, let's go to the building. And since, you know, we just started to go to the building, we heard the siren, the red color. And I was afraid about those guys who play football. The principal asked me, in to, uh, asked me to run to the building. We ran to the building. And then we didn't, we didn't, uh, I didn't look the people, the children. And then the rocket hit near the football, the, near the, uh, the soccer game. It landed. It's landed and it was exploded. We ran outside because we thought that we have wounded or dead or whatever. So I saw fire around the, uh, the field. And then I saw the children. They got out from the shelters, about 20 children. And they started to play soccer with the ball near the fire, like nothing happened a minute before. And then I told the story to my uh, people in Raphael, and I told it again and again. And I said, we will do the rock, the missile, only for those people. That's all. And that's the story. If you say, what is the challenge, those children? Not that's on. that's the purpose yeah so um can you talk a bit about how it works i mean how is how secretive is that actually you know i think like i think if you tell us any of the actual secrets we probably won't understand them anyway I'm, I'm not, no i actually <laughs> but the iranians are listening <laughs> yeah yes you know I'm, I'm not so sure that it's so secret like it was in the beginning in the beginning nobody Raphael news that we started to uh, to do this mm-hmm. project it was secret that Raphael is the trying to develop a system like this one and it's good for me that it's secret you know because we can we could fail so if it's failed nobody knows that we did it <laughs> so it's good for us so uh, today I can't tell you exactly how it's work yeah. I gave a few uh, presentations in the uh, United States, in the Congress, in the, uh, 
in uh, the Senate and in very other places in the United States. Actually, I was, I forgot to say that I was six years uh, after I finished, complete the mission, and I said, I told to my president, uh, Raphael, the Raphael president, that I'm going now to sleep, sit on the beach in Tel Aviv. <laughs> I, I complete everything, I don't want to work. <laughs> he said, no way. And then he sent me six years in Washington, D.C. I was uh, in Raphael uh, office uh, in Washington, D.C. Hmm. And I tried to, uh, to sell a few systems, including the Iron Dome. The Iron Dome, we have succeeded. And uh, a few years ago, the United States uh, ordered two batteries of Iron Dome in order to send it to Iraq and to Afghanistan. That's, uh, and are there other countries that have this? Uh, that, oh, we can talk about it. You know, secret? you can ask me about other countries. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can't uh, answer. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so, so back to Aitan's question. Let, let me, maybe I'll rephrase it. What was, if you can describe the breakthrough point during the development, the, the Eureka moment, and what was the discovery that changed the trajectory of the project? So let me tell you the first test that we did. It was around 2008. It was the first test that we wanted not to intercept the target or the rocket. We want to see what will be the distance between both objects in the air. I mean the distance between the missile, Raphael missile or Iron Dome missile and the rocket. So we did everything in order to build it, the test, and to go uh, to the desert. It's uh, in Mitzper Amon, not far away. We have a spatial area, and we go to this area. But before we went to, uh, to the desert, I asked the, the engineers, you know, we had about 300 engineers in this stage. And ask him, you know, what is your prediction? What will be the distance? So the first group said about one kilometers. One kilometers, you know, it's totally destroyed. You know, in one kilometer we can go home. So that was the, 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 the this group we call them, you know, the anti-Semitics. <laughs> <laughs> the second group said, you know, it will be 100 meters. So, ah, 100 meters, it's the BDS. And the people who said less than one meter, less than 10 meters, is, of course, you know, the Zionists, they are the best guy, and uh, <laughs> it will be okay. And that was you also? Uh, I thought that it will be around five meters. Okay. You know, it was, I, I did every night a sit with a few of my colleagues, we tried to do simulation, and it's looked like it's, probably it can be okay. But what, what's the difference here? So you're shooting a, a normal, a fake Kassam rocket, and then you're shooting, what, an already made uh, Iron Dome Prototype. rocket? Prototype, but the, but it does it, but you're not controlling it, or what? No, the no, difference? we control everything. You Since you it's need the a first control, test. but it wasn't with an explosive or warhead or something like this. It was only to see 
Well, what will be the gate? Ah, but it was the first test you would ever. It was yeah. the first step, uh, the first test. Ah, that we okay. had. So they yeah. didn't dream to expect it to actually of course, to work. Cheat. No, okay. of course let's not. be realistic. So okay. That's why we didn't put any explosive, not in the target, not okay. in the Iron Dome. So you have to see now the picture. We see it. It's like you know, like it NASA. A lots of computers in in a bunker in the in the desert. And uh, one guy, you know, he's uh, the head of this test. He start to count five, four, three, two, one. Push the button. Nothing happened. <laughs> no <laughs> missile. Nothing at all. Oh no! So we push again. Nothing happened, you know. I was almost with an heart attack. Not only me. I saw my guys, you know. We understand that <coughs> that probably we failed. So we have another missiles. We decided in two hours that let's try the second missile. We put it on the launcher. Three, two, one. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fake Kassam. It's it's not a fake. It's a Kassam. The Kassam really rocket, whatever. Yes, of course. The and dev. and the intercept. Yeah, yeah, but when you press the button, when, it when sets the rocket it's off. Only, it's only launch the, uh, our missile. First of all, you have to launch, launch the, uh, the Kassam or the Katyusha, and then when the uh, radar detects the system, of course, you have to launch now the missile. And ah, but it doesn't automatically launch. You have to press the button. In this test, it was... Okay, you press no, the button. No, actually... When you press, it's not for uh, uh, launch the rockets. It's give the computer, you know, the permission to launch ah, the rocket okay. exactly on the second, uh, you know, that you need. I see. Okay. So, so then you, what happens? So you pressed in the second one, nothing happens. Nothing. So, you know, I told myself that if I was a Japanese, <laughs> I could take, you know, so like a Harakiri. <laughs> so... We decided to go back home, and I told my uh, one of my friends, you know, you have to drive. I'm not so sure that I qualified now to drive back. After two weeks, I thought that it's going to be now between six months up to 12 months to find the, the problem. So two weeks later, one of my colleagues, Israel, is uh, the engineer, uh, electronic engineer, he came to my office nine o'clock in the evening. That was the hours that we walk, you know. And he said, you know, I think I found the problem. So what's the problem? He said, on the launcher, you know, in order for safety, you have to uh, you have to connect a cable before the launch. So that was it. But he said, they connect the plus to minus and the minus plus, you know, and <laughs> of course, it cannot work. We no. have a joke in Israel: the redhead, the gingerhead with the keys, he's the responsible. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so. So it's that simple. And it happened. It's happened twice, not only one. In two tests, they connect the same connection. Wow. <clears throat> so. Tell me that that guy was fired. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you know, it can be. He was put on the next rocket. It was, <laughs> it was, you know, we, we feel that we weren't so good in this one. You know, if 
if you develop something that you can mistake, of course, it's the problem of us and not of the guy. Mm. Okay, so then what happened? Yes. And then he said, I said, okay, let's do a test. On Friday, a little bit evening, nobody was in the area. We went to the launcher, me and five of, our, of my engineer, and we said, let's now connect it to K. Don't forget, we have a live missile inside, so <laughs> we can, if, if we have any mistake, you know, we can launch in the middle of a lot of cities the, 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 the missile. <laughs> but we wanted to see if it's okay. If we connect plus minus like this one, uh, if we can get a fail, and if we connect the other one, we can get that it's okay. And we found that, that the system had the problem. So on Sunday, I went to the, uh, to the president of Raphael. I said, we solved the problem. He said, no way, you know. You know, we have to establish about 15 committees, you know. That's <laughs> a, it can take about a few years, you know. I said, he said, are you sure? I said, yes. Sure, 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 yes. And then I saw that he didn't believe me. I said, okay. Now I write my resignation on a paper. If it will not be this, uh, uh, this problem, you can throw me away from Raphael if you want. Wow. <laughs> That's what I said. Okay. And they, I said, okay, go ahead. Two weeks later, we come to the, to the desert. First of all, we launched the target. It was a Katyusha. And then we have to see what's happened when you push the button. So another problem was that when the computer uh, called the, 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 uh, the times, it was five, three, one, zero. <laughs> I don't know what's happened inside. And then we saw on the on the screen, we saw a lot of fire, you know, and we saw that the missile jumped to the... And your heart so, at this point? No, it's... Don't forget that the, uh, the, the test come to test what is... Uh, the mission was, what is the gap between mm -hmm. yeah. the rocket? Oh, but of course, you know, I said 50%, 50 which I... Uh, promise to my president. He, he actually, you can see in the picture, every time he sit near me, he said, okay, what should, you know, we have now a few seconds. He said, what should I have to do with your paper just to write it, you know, <laughs> the organization? I said, yes. And then, you know, now we have a few seconds that it's come like this one. And one more story before I start. <laughs> One more cliffhanger, yes, okay. Yes, A night before we uh, went to the desert, come to my office a guy, his name is Sergei. Sergei just, you know, we sent him to, uh, to finish his PhD in Berkeley. And uh, I met him when I was in the United States in Berkeley. He come and said, let's do something on the computer. It will take two hours. It was 11 o'clock, up to 1 o'clock, it's not a problem. In the, in the midnight, no, not in the moon. So he showed me everything and he said, the range, the gap will be 20 centimeters. 
less than one feet. And when I saw the old calculation, I said, it makes sense. But I told Sergei, don't speak with anyone. Don't give them any idea that it's going to be okay. I don't know. And keep it in secret. And then I'm going back now to the door, both sub object in the head. And in one second, you saw they just scratch each other. You know, it was almost, we call it iron in iron. Yeah. So it was so good. And I was, you know, I sit like this, you know, they, they took pictures uh, and they uh, took fi film and uh, video. And you can see me like this. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then my president sit near me and he, okay, what's happened? What's happened? So he gave me, you know, a knock with the, his feet in my head, in my foot, like this. What happened? <laughs> I said, we succeed and we have a project. That's the first time that I knew that we have a good project. That's wow. all. Amazing. And That's a <clears throat> moment uh, of, of a lifetime. Yeah, of course. Of history. Of course, history, whatever. And since then, you know, we conduct a few dozens uh, of tests in, in the desert. And we got a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, interception. And, uh, you know, we fail sometimes. <coughs> Want some water? Uh, yes, please. Yeah. But you can continue. Okay. So, um, we have yeah, sometimes fail, but uh, it was okay. Uh, we got a lot of uh, interception, mm -hmm. and we uh, did the maximum that we can do, that it will be a little bit more. We got in the test about 85%. It's much more than anyone in Israel or in the world got, thank you, in got, and uh, much more than anyone in the world got. 85%. 85% in those tests. Today wow. it's even more, presumably. No, today it's more than, it's close to 94% today. In reality, not in, in reality. the tests. In reality, yes. That's incredible. Course. So... Since then, you know, we uh, we continue with the test, and something else, you know, we had about twenty-two groups in the project. When I say groups, I mean that one group is mechanical, electronical, um, computers, uh, production, and something like this, and navigation. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> one minute. Yeah, yeah, sure. Wow. That's incredible, really. So, everyone, every, you know, the head of each of the groups, when they come to my office to show me what they did, they should start with how much this part is going to cost. That's all. When, you know, when somebody some some group came to my office and they say it will cost so and so about double then uh i uh, said that it should be cost and i said we will not conduct this meeting go back 
you have three, three weeks in order to do it in the same price that I gave you to do. I mean, if I want to do it, for example, in $50,000, so I can say that the, the rocket motor will cost $5,000. It, it's impossible. The last one we did in 50000 but it should be. And then they come to my office, the guys of the motor, and they said, we cannot do it. I said, why? They said that our rocket in Raphael is smokeless without any smoke. Why? Because if you do some anti-tank missiles, you don't want to, to expose the people who launch mm. the missile. So when you, when you develop a rocket motor with, uh, without, with uh, smokeless, it's, uh, it's cost a lot, of money, a lot of money. And then I wrote them a letter like this one. Don't forget that everyone in Israel, we see, they will see the rocket. And it should be a lot of smoke because I want that everyone in Israel will, show, will see the, 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 the rocket, the, the missile, and see a lot of what, uh, uh, smoke. They don't understand. Show. It will you be wanted like, the show. Exactly, that's what I wanted. So that's why you can see today when you see the, the missile, the Iron Dome missile, you can see a lot of smoke. Can you tell the story about uh, how you came up with more efficient parts for the... Uh, for example, you know, when I mean efficient, not efficient, I mean... I refer to cheap. the story you tell. Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, so one Saturday I was at my home. Actually, we work six days. Six days it was between 15 hours up to 24 hours a day. That's all. Many times when I went to the lab, you could see the, uh, the technician and the engineers are sleeping near the, near the uh, you know, on, on the floor. Uh, and uh, they are waiting for a test, which will be in three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, whatever. So they stay. Some others are walking. <coughs> so Saturday I said, we have a day off, not because I'm religious, I'm not religious. But uh, it was good for them to be with the family. The family didn't see them, you know, mm -hmm. all the days, all the week. So I went to the storage and I found a small car, a small remote control car, which was belonged to my, car, my son. And it was interesting because it was a little bit open and I saw a few parts inside which... I know that we have in the missile a few parts like this one. Electronic, connectors, whatever. And uh, I cut them. I took them to Raphael to the lab. And they test them. I mean test in high temperature, low temperature, in vibration, whatever. You know, everything that we do to uh, the part of missile. And it was excellent. So, for example, in the missile, I have a few parts, or let's say one part, which we have about 62 parts like this one. And every one costs about $50, $60, which not a lot, but we have, when you have 64, it's a lot of money. And in the car, I found the part which, which cost only 80 cents. 
So we sent uh, a few people to uh, a country that they have uh, those systems. And they bought it. Of course, they didn't come like an Israeli. They come like another one, but it doesn't matter, you know, the, the systems that they are working. But they bought only the parts or they actually bought cars? No, uh, no, only the parts. Okay. Only the parts. It didn't no. come with a... No, of course. <laughs> with loads of you know, cars. Because <laughs> the car cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is 80 cents, wow. one part. So I found two, two and a half parts in, uh, uh, in the car. And we put it in the missile. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm proud that this is the first missile in the world that uses uh, Toys R Us part. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. They don't sell the missile in Toys R Us, though. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, <laughs> uh, we're running out, out of time, but maybe a bit about what you're up to today, these days. The rest of the story of Iron Dome, guys, you can see on the documentary. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, so, first of all, you know... Um, in 2012, I got the Israeli Defense Award from uh, the president of uh, Israel, from Shimon Peres, from Ben Gantz. He was, <coughs> he was the uh, chief of staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ehud Barak, it was uh, the minister of defense. And they called me from uh, United States. I was in the United States. I come with my wife. We got the prize. And then I said, you know, I don't have anything to do right now, you know. I, I can't understand if I can something better than this one. And then I decided when I come from the United States, I'm going to, uh, to retire from Rafael. Of course, the president asked me to stay. They have a lot of, pro- of other projects. He said it was enough for me, and I would like to go. So in the United States, I started a uh, project, a startup, it's a medical device, which it's used by people. They got heart detect or uh, everything that you have in the heart. Any problem that caused you to uh, fall to collapse. the ground, collapse, and not even not to breathe. So this is a system that you just put it on on the body. You wear it? You don't have to wear it. You can take something like this and you put it like this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, it started to work exactly like in uh, in a room in the hospital when they got any people like this one. And it do everything that you got in the hospital. Like compression to the heart, like electrical shock, like uh, giving oxygen, and everything, uh, some, other pl- some, some other thing else. And it's do exactly like the doctor will do. So we are working now eight... But the, so I didn't understand. The de- device is for, uh, like, you can breathe through it. it, it, it does, it's like a defibrillator. Like, what exactly does it do? Everything inside. The one solution, one, one device one that does device, all. One device, everything you have it, everything you have inside, and I know I I went to an hospital with a few of my friends in United States, and we saw uh, how they working, and exactly you know everything that they do in hospital, my system will do, even better, even better, 
because it's doing the maximum and the optimization thing. Like how many, uh, when you uh, try to get the compression, how many time you have to do it. Mm. Even the uh, defibrillator and even the everything actually. And it's going to be a very nice and a very good system. What's we the name of the? It's a CPR device right now, but okay. we have another name like T Mashuk Dick. The name of the car, of the company is Dick Cardio, and uh, it's going to be the best system. And let's say that uh, in two months from now, the first prototype will be uh, prepared, and we did it because we need now. We need now somebody that can invest money or. Uh, Put the money in this in this system, and um, so you're looking for investors. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So do you have a website? Uh, no, we don't have now. Okay. But they can find our names. Um, D cardio. T T, T cardio. Yes, T, okay. Like, cardio. Like my uh, my daughter name. She's Tamar. So oh, okay. T cardio. T cardio. Yes. And cool. uh, we have a few professors now. The, the let's say the the one who work with us. It's a professor Yosefi. He's from um, Barzilai Hospital. He's the head of the uh, of this uh, uh, of this department in uh, over there. And when I sh when we show him the system the first time, he was like this one. So I don't know what you are doing. But I'm going to work with you. Nice. So that's when I got the telephone today. It was ah, okay. It was from... Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Hanoch, you're a very inspiring guy. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming all the way from the north. We mm. really appreciate it. Really. Thank you And thank you much. for all the things you, you did. Done, yeah, for Israel. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Before we go, we are sponsored by The Forward. Yes, you can check them out at forward.com. Uh, and go to forward.com slash 2NJB for a uh, special offer. Get 67% off, to six months for 10 bucks. So again, forward.com slash 2NJB to get all of your news, your opinion through a Jewish lens. Also, Utsheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. They also help us out and distribute this show. So go and check them out. Highly recommended content. IsraelNationalNews.com. And also Australian Jewish News. Yes. Oh, AJN. AJN.timesofisrael.com. Yes, yes, yes. Check them also out because they give so much cool content about the Australia Jewish community. Yes, yeah. and uh, finally, guys, we do this on a free time, so if you want to help us out, 2NJB.com slash donate. That is it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.